back, the energy captain. So, Whitney, it's been a long time. I know. Well, you have been out uh, hosting a TV show. Tell us a little bit about your new gig before we dive in with our guest, Kelsey, today. Yes, our awesome guest, Kelsey. So, so far, I've been hosting this show on NBC. It's called Daytime. And it's kind of crazy just learning the ins and outs. And being in front of a camera is is easy for me because it's like, I feel like I was born to do it, right? right? Like my name's Cam. Like I feel like I was born in front of a camera. It's it's automatic. But behind the camera, learning how to write these these scripts for television, I mean, it's a different beast. Being in corporate America is a different beast. So I also got to thank you for the opportunity as well. I mean, you threw the alley-oop, and all I got to do is dunk it. So thank you for that. I'm so glad it worked out. And what's the biggest difference between – being an athlete and, you know, your normal schedule of practicing versus moving into corporate America? I kind of keep it the same, really. I mean, we wake up 7 o'clock and get to work essentially at 8, and I'm done around 3, 4, it depends. So it's pretty much the same work hours, just not hitting anybody. (laughs) It's probably good for everyone. Which which is more exhausting? You know what is crazy? Football is exhausting physically because, you know, you're running for about two hours, but other than that, you're in the classroom. With this, it's mentally exhausting. So you're on like an interview, essentially. You're on for about two hours out of the day, and that's a little bit more exhausting. So after the day's done, I think I'm more tired doing this broadcasting thing. Yeah, it sounds like it's more draining. Way more draining. So, it, But it's a, it's a treat, though. I, it's what I've always wanted to do. So thank you again. I appreciate it. Of you. course. I'm so glad that, you know, you have found this amazing opportunity and – you know, you've done an incredible job with it. And how can people watch if they want to tune in? So they can tune in on DaytimeTV.com, and they can they can check out the websites on Channel 8, Channel 8 News as well. So WFLA out here in Tampa. And then one of my cousins actually um, watched it on, on Amazon, the Fire Stick. So she watched it on the Fire Stick, and it was pretty cool. So you can, you check it out, DaytimeTV.com. Guys, Cam is so famous now, but we're still lucky to have him here at the Energy Captain. Wow, so not at all. Just jump on board when you can. And speaking of podcasting, so excited to welcome our guest today, Kelsey Steele, one of the most outgoing, kind-hearted, beautiful people inside and out. She's the Senior Manager of Social Media for the United Soccer League. And Kelsey, you know, we want to hear a little bit about your career journey, but also you're hosting a podcast now for the USL, correct? Ooh. Yeah, yeah. So I am the co-host of Steal Some Time alongside my colleague, Scott Stewart, and it has been um, a whirlwind. So I, I was new to the podcasting game as well, and it has been a, uh, a pleasant surprise. It's honestly fun because a big part of my job is doing the on-cam side of things. So it's really fun to kind of get off of that and allow it to be a little bit more loose and, and free-flowing. And um, Scott and I have developed a, a really good dynamic, and um, it's it's proved to, to be quite the show. It's like therapeutic. You can talk about what work is like, what personal life is like. So what's the content? What is what does your podcast consist of? Yeah, so we usually like to start off by just recapping the previous week action and championship play. Um, so Scott and I will give our two cents there, and then um, we'll eventually work our way into a guest that week. And um, we've been really fortunate to have some pretty fantastic guests um, from Landon Donovan to Tiffany Milbrit. Um, to players all across the league as well. It's been um, it's been really incredible for us, and honestly, it's really refreshing to bring some of these big personalities in sometime and just to be so transparent. I think a lot of times people forget that athletes are just people too. You know, who just happen to be really good at one thing, and um, for many, it's you know obviously more than that. But uh, it's, it's really cool to get a different perspective, and I think people lose sight of that a lot of times. So um, we love bringing in 
uh, different people, whether it's media members or, um, you know, people throughout the industry. And then we'll get into um, our favorite uh, headlines across social media as well. So um, that's kind of one of my favorite parts of the show because I kind of like to drift away a little bit from the soccer scene and make it a little bit more um, interactive. So, you know, obviously it was so nice when the World Cup was going along because there's, you know, headlines all across the board. But um, we've had the opportunity to dive into some of the more controversial topics too, like talking a little bit about Nike and um, mm. some of the things they've been doing as well. You know, more and more we're seeing athletes have these platforms and, you know, it's really interesting to have an opportunity to talk about how they're using them as well. So we'll dive into a little bit of that and, uh, you know, hit some of our favorite things we've seen across social Um I like to kind of bring in some of our favorite campaigns we've seen as well. And obviously the Browns are um, incredible on, on the video front. So their, their friends mock up, they did like, Oh, Oh, but two or three weeks ago, that was hilarious. So we'll touch on things like that when we can. And then we'll get into preview um, the upcoming week's play. And then Scott and I end every single episode with uh, what we call shots fired, um, which we each get 30 seconds to kind of duke it out on a question that our producer, Matt Calvo, um, throws up for us so that um, Scott and I never agree which is great so it makes the uh the talk fire segment really entertaining I love that the USL gives you a platform to be completely open and have that kind of discourse and you know there are a lot of leagues that kind of micromanage um you know and really watch what their employees say but it sounds like you guys really have the opportunity and the support to be open and honest yeah from day one I've said that I'm so fortunate I've been with the USL now for two and a half years and they really give you so much creative freedom. And as a journalist and, you know, somebody who, who works in media and sports, I mean, that's everything. To have the ability to really test the waters and, um, you know, push yourself professionally, it's, it's all you can ask for in a company. So um, this was an idea that we came up with earlier in the year. And my boss was like, all right, lay out the plan. Like, let, let, let's, what's the ROI? And um, you know, put together a, a brief presentation. Our CEO approved it. And before we knew it, we had a uh, character of me rolling around the office, you know. Um, so it's, it's really awesome for us because I feel like I learn something new every day. And that it's not possible if companies don't allow their employees to, to try things. Because sometimes we'll fail in, and that's part of the process. But um, there's no other way to learn other than just kind of letting us go after it. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. So the people listening to the Energy Captains podcast, we're going to have to check out your podcast. So show you some love as well. And so describe to us you getting to this point, right? What, what was your journey like getting getting there? Yeah, a little abnormal. So um, I graduated with a degree in journalism from Ohio University. And then um, after that, I, I took my first gig professionally in Australia. So wow. up and moved to in Australia to um, pretty much do everything on the media side for a professional baseball team out there. So um, I was our, our digital host. I was producing features. I was doing our, our press releases, written recaps, um, the social media, like literally everything. Um, so that was a lot. But there and were was- there major changes um, in lifestyle between living in, in the U.S. versus living out there? What were kind of the culture shock moments? Yeah, there's one, um, uh, there was one point in time, it was like, uh, a game had wrapped, um, I had gotten the recap out, and I think it was maybe 11.30 midnight at this point, I'd already made it home, and I got a phone call from my GM, and he was like, you have to take it out of your recap, like, right away, and I was like, it, it's just a standard recap, like a 3-2 win, like, nothing, no big, and he was like, no, your, your headline, or your, like, your subhead was something like, 
you know, Travis Fast Blackley was unconscious and went three for four with two home runs or something like that. And they, I guess that has a really negative connotation in Australia, the word unconscious. And I'm like, oh, that's a, that's a compliment here. Like, that's, that's, like you say that about, you know, a, a guy at the plate, like he had a heck of a night. And um, that, so there were situations like that from the media side that were really difficult to kind of wrap my head around because it's two English speaking countries. You never would have thought that there would be that big of a difference, you know, right. and, um, and that type of thing. So yeah, definitely some learning curves there um, that country can eat. So that, that was tough for me as well. Um, I love, it was, I mean, I'm from rural Ohio, so, I mean, we have to drive if we want to get anywhere. Drive far. Um, and everything there is public transportation. So that was really cool. Everyone was just always active, whether they were biking or walking or, you know, taking the train. Um, so, like, little things like that were just really um, interesting. I would recommend it to everyone to live in a different country at some point in their lives because I felt like when I came back to the States, I just had a totally new perspective on the way that I approach relationships and, and work and my lifestyle as a whole. It just, it just provides so much perspective. So amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Brisbane is awesome. I've been to Brisbane. I've been to Melbourne, been to Sydney and I would love to live in Sydney. I mean, it's like a New York city and a California mix. So I, I loved it out there. And so did you ever get a chance to travel to any other places while you're out in Australia at all? Yeah, I, I had, was so lucky, truly blessed with the opportunity I was given over there. Um, I had the opportunity to travel with the team to Sydney, Melbourne, um, Canberra, which is their capital. Um, and then actually my grandma and my sister and my cousin came over at one point in time my, during my stay there. And they were there for like a week and a half. And so we also went up to Cairns, which is like super north, um, did the Great Barrier Reef and everything wow. up there. Um, also went to Sydney again with them. Um, anywhere else so yeah i think i hit like the five major um cities the only one i didn't get to was perth and that's a trek in itself to, to go over uh over west but yeah i mean it's it's so cool every city has such a different personality i think that's what was so impressive about um about australia and as a whole i just i felt like everyone was just so kind and, and you, that was one. You grow so much as a person, meeting different cultures, living in different places, and you come back truly changed and you realize how connected our world is, but also how big it is. And I think your viewpoint just expands, which makes you a better person in everything you do back here. Yeah, I think it's really important because now when I, you know, go to network or develop a relationship, it's not, hey, how can you help me? It's genuinely, I just want to know you as a human being. Mm -hmm. Like, let's grab coffee. Let's you know, let, let's get to know each other. What, you know, how can you help me grow as a person? I think if we all kind of took that mentality a little bit and everything we did, it'd probably be a much better place. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, absolutely. So then what happened? What made you decide to move back? And then what was the next step? Yeah, so baseball, everyone's always like, why baseball's in Australia? Why, why are you going <laughs> over there? So um, it's uh, definitely, it was a seasonal position. So um, once that wrapped there, I moved back to the States and actually I was super fortunate. Um, it was right in the time where postseason was starting to come about for the NHL. And um, I had some former colleagues who worked for the, uh, the Blue Jackets in Columbus and they were like, we need extra staff for the push in this postseason and at the end of the season here. Um, we need people in our media department. Would you want to take that on? And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. So within a week of me being back in Cincinnati, I moved to Columbus and um, spent 
five months with the Columbus Blue Jackets, um, working in their in their digital team and um, helping a little bit on the marketing side, ad spend side, um, and then you know developing a lot of uh, content strategy side for them as well. So taking that first initial experience in the social world with um, the ABL team and the Brisbane Bandits and kind of transitioning that into CBJ. Um, and then eventually within about a month uh, of that, I came across this position with the USL and now I, the rest is history. I've been here ever since. That's amazing. And when you're talking about the Blue Jackets, lots of memories are coming back because you guys <laughs> did sweep the lightning in the first round of the playoffs. And while 99.99% of Tampa was devastated. I guess you probably had a smile on your face. I'm the one person in the whole arena that's like standing up screaming with my Zaporinsky jersey on. I mean, I, people were like, I was getting so many death players. They were so mad. And I was just, as somebody who's from Ohio, we don't get to experience winning anything often. Um, uh, other than, you know, Ohio being State. a buck, buck guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so that was a big moment for me, and I was going to soak that in as much as I could. Well, I'm happy for you, and it sounds like you deserve it. This does mark the end of our friendship. Uh, yeah, what's the deal? With we the, had a good run. What's the deal with the blue jacket? What is I a mean, blue jacket what from is your perspective? That? Yeah, what is that? I, I think it has something to do with um, like the war, like like some sort of like soldier, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what we when we googled it. It was I thought I thought it was a bug. I thought it was like a yellow jacket, and then I looked it up, and it was something like they wore blue coats. I think during the Civil War. Um, yeah, I, yeah. That, I think when we did some research, that's what we ended up discovering. But we weren't sure, you know, people who are fans of the team, how do they see the mascot? Yeah, and then there's also um, they have. Oh, and, I, and now his name is um, is is mistaking me, so I'm going to leave you there. But I think the the mascot wears a blue um, like vest and stuff too. It's, yeah. a, it's a whole. I think but, as a team, what we've learned is that it's not a bug. <laughs> it and that that is like larger picture. If we yeah. take anything from it, it's now that it's we know not a bug. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when you were telling the story in Australia, it uh, it reminded me when our elementary school choir, I think I was in fifth grade, they got an opportunity to sing in London and it was this big invite and they sang Skip to My Lou, but over there a loo is a bathroom. So like the crowd was aghast. They couldn't believe it. They were gasping. They were, you know, um, embarrassed. <laughs> they were. Yeah. And, you know, the kids That's were just dope. up there continuing to sing. And it just shows us these, you know, these are anecdotes just to kind of showcase how important it is to look beyond where we live, you know, and, and learn about different parts of the world because we all have so much in common, are so connected, but there are different intricacies in different places. And it's so important to immerse yourself in different cultures. So, you know, how to approach different groups of people. I learned a lot too, because I lived with a host family when I was in Australia too. Wow. So, that was a really interesting experience. I Skyped with them once um, before I, like, and showed really up at their them. house. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, hey, I'll live with you for the next seven months. Like, hopefully we get along. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and they ended up to be the most wonderful family. Um, I, I still keep in touch with them to this day. They, uh, it, it's really cool, too, because they were like, we just, we do this because we have kids who have gone over to um, overseas and to America and played baseball and softball and families have taken them in during summer leagues and things like that. So for us, it's just kind of paying it forward. And I'm like, man, that it, it sounds so simple, but to have a stranger come into your house and, and 
provide for them, feed them, everything. It's just you can't put a, a price tag on that. It's just and something. Cam, yeah, I feel like, you know, uh, being a professional athlete, you had a lot of those similar experiences where you just every week, every year, you're showing up in new cities and you just have to find a way to make it work to learn, you know, sort of what the culture is and the place that you're playing. And, you know, you have to get really good at being friendly, meeting which you are naturally, but meeting new people. And it's kind of like you just quickly have to adjust to a new place very regularly, whether you're put on a new team or you're traveling to to a game yeah you have to be fluid really and I had a chance when I was in St. Louis it was my first year playing sports or playing in the NFL and pretty much a family took me in kind of like the same same thing you spoke about right where they they cooked for me they did different things they're like hey we just we just love the person that you are we want to be be around you we, we thank you for how you treat our daughter and our son so like hey here's here's a bowl of chili every time you know we come over you know here's this here's that so um i am truly grateful for my my st louis family just like you are in australia and it's kind of funny how you say that people in australia got offended by the word unconscious right like sometimes australians have the dirtiest mouths sometimes right like they say like the most outlandish things so i'm just confused as to why they got hurt by that saying yeah i, I thought that was so funny there were like we talk about some of the words not like transferring over um like fanny pack is not what we if i'm not like it's, you can google it what they think a fanny pack is um song like it's like they call flip-flops songs like it's just yeah, some really weird yeah it's just backwards yeah i mean yeah that would be well, bad if they said please show up wearing a thong and you didn't know what they were talking about <laughs> and you came to the party we would be offended we would yeah. be offended for sure <laughs> Works really awkward. Yeah. Well, you know, my goal in life is to have all of my favorite people and all the wonderful things, especially in the sports world here in Tampa. And so many people don't realize that the USL is headquartered here. So tell us a little bit about the league, um, the different teams that you guys have, um, and just what it's like having your headquarters here in the 813 and how you like living here. Yeah. I mean, first and foremost, I love Tampa. Um, yeah. Living in Florida was never something I really thought about. And now it's really hard for me to think of a lifestyle not here or not in Tampa um I just I love there's always something to do people are so active um there's just I like the blend of cultures as well I feel like you meet somebody new from somewhere different every single day which is just really cool um but the USL it's really crazy when I started about two and a half years ago I think we had around 35 40 employees and now we're pushing over 70 um, so it just, it, we continue to open our offices more, break down walls, literally, um, okay. it, at, adding to, to our staff every day. We now have, um, uh, we have the USL Championship, USL League One, USL League Two, and then they also own Super Y, which is a youth league. Um, so it's, it's thousands and thousands of athletes that our league oversees. And it's really incredible to see the growth in such a, a rapid amount of time. We're just now coming up on our 10 year anniversary, which is really exciting as well. And um, we're looking at, we have over 30 teams right now on the championship side and breaking into new markets every single year. We have a lot of really cool announcements actually coming up. Uh, can you t- can you break the news here on energy captains? I can't break the news. I might get fired. So <laughs> I really like my job. So I'll, we'll, we'll hold for the minute, but it's coming. I promise. Okay. Um, we, you know, we announced recently that San Diego was going to launch a team and with Landon Donovan. And um, so I think a, a big part of it, too, is now that you have a lot of high profile former athletes or even current athletes that are really starting to invest in the USL, which is really important, too, because they're seeing 
that there's is such a, a a large path out there for the, for the growth of this sport and kind of where it's going. And um, it it seems like every day there's a new soccer fan where there wasn't before. And yep. I and, think it's. And I was going to say, you know, it seems like your department, from what I know, you know, obviously Lizzie Seedhouse, there's a bunch of women running the show and really cool women at that. So not only is the sport expanding, but it seems like the league is really investing, you know, in, in bringing women up through the front office and putting them in very high level positions. Yeah, Lizzie's great. Lizzie's our senior VP and um, a big initiative actually that she's recently launched is creating a women's network in our league. Um, so I think it's really great. It's, it's hard. I mean, bringing in sports in general, no matter who you are, is a really hard thing to do. There's a reason why a lot of people are stuck with seasonal positions year after year, or, you know, um, year-long internships year after year. Um, it's, it's a lot about who you know and meeting the right people. And um, a lot of times, unfortunately, people just think that women just don't know the game and um that's unfortunate and um i think that you know you give a lot of us the chance like we'll prove to you that one like we truly do care and and two like you can do it better we'll, we'll, yeah <laughs> it, 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 not me um, but it's exciting i think that um you know it's, it's important too to have multiple perspectives you know having an office full of men it's not going to get you where you need to be. You need to have different personalities and different cultures and, and, and everything in there if you want to get to the to the point of, of success. And, I mean, we're seeing that right now with the USL, adding more and more talented women, not just women, but, like, truly women who are, are passionate about the sport and, and the game. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's really exciting time to be yeah. a part of it. I have a Bet on Women t-shirt on right now. So, I mean, I, I, am, I, I have to elevate. I have to elevate. Working with Whitney, I mean, she's helped elevate me to – different amounts that I can't even imagine, right? Having a chance to work on NBC, doing different things like that, like my mom, my grandma, my girlfriend. So I do think women run the world, and Beyonce was totally right when she said that. Cam is such a gem. I told you he's the best. So great. You need a uh, women ball two shirt. Yeah. got to get them. Yeah, can we hook that up? Yeah, yeah, we'll make that happen. All right, that sounds great. And, you know, I know that the league is not only pushing boundaries in the front office, but they're doing so on the field. Can you tell everyone about my favorite mascots on the Las Vegas team? <laughs> oh, Las Vegas. They're such a riot. I mean, this club, I mean, they they truly own who they are as an identity. I mean, they everything they do, they want to be outrageous about it. So at some point in time, I'm really not sure how the concept developed, but they decided that they wanted to bring in um, two llamas. As their match. Dolly and Yeah, just yeah. Dolly and Dottie, right? Yep. Yes, yes. And they have just they've made made waves. They're out there for the, the coin toss, like no way. they see them at events. It's it's hysterical. They'll put them as like part of promos inside the stadium and stuff like that. Oh, they're rock um, stars. They're rock stars. I mean, they can totally get it, you know? <laughs> um I I think it's really interesting because you you a big part of sports is, is figuring out the entertainment side of it. Cause you've got to get people in the doors, you know? Um, and I think that you find a lot of teams nowadays are really finding creative ways to do it. And, and Vegas is definitely one of them. So yeah. it's, uh, it's always entertaining and it's something new every day. Um, yeah. I think you had Eric Winalda earlier in the season say that he wanted to have like $2 tequila nights or $3 tequila nights. So now they started doing that. 
Um, and now he has a drink oh, wow. named after him. I think we need to go to a game camp. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you have a llama there. I mean, I'm sure, too, because Vegas is so hot and, like, in desert-like, you know what I mean, Nevada. So get a llama in there to represent your, your team. That's pretty cool. And speaking of the general llama family, you're not the only superstar in your family. Your dad is a big Twitter rock star and probably <laughs> one of the funniest people ever. And, um, you know, last week you shared out um, a video of him playing donkey basketball. And um, can you please explain more of how this came to be, what's going on? Um, yeah. yeah, someone's got to get a hold of my dad's ego. It's just <laughs> absolutely out of control. Um, he, yeah, so my uh, my hometown uh, is, are trying to pass a bond. Um, so at the moment, they're trying to do a lot of fundraisers and things like that. So um, they were, I guess they wanted to organize a donkey basketball game in order <laughs> to money for this bond and um it's something that i know they used to do a, a lot back in like when my parents were in school and stuff like that and they hadn't done it in a while and they're like this is the perfect time to bring it back let's do it ohio is um, such so an odd place yeah and what's funny is like there are actual companies like donkey basketball companies really so they brought in a, a company i i can't remember the name of it but it's like they have a facebook page and everything like it's legit wow. um so bring it in my dad's all pumped he calls me beforehand he's like got to come in a half hour early like they're going to train us on the donkeys like it's going to yep. be great um so he he my sister's sending me videos during it he calls me after he's like did you see it all i i took us straight into the championship game i scored more points on the donkey than anybody else did combined he's like grandpa got the whole, <laughs> whole he's getting mvp for me I'm mvp like, on the donkey but perfect yeah video has like taken off and now it's like gone viral on like a yeah. bunch of like different accounts and it's quite overwhelming and my dad thinks he's a superstar and it's well, you is. know yeah shout yeah. out to the donkeys and the llamas yeah well um you know we have to wrap up here but kelsey tell people how they can follow you how they can follow the usl and also let us know if you're bringing any donkeys back from ohio when you come back to tampa absolutely yeah maybe i'll like snag a goat in my carry-on or that would something. be great no one will notice <laughs> um, yeah, but if you want to follow me on Twitter or Instagram, my username is at Kelsey J Steele, and that's K E L S I because my parents just had to make things different. Um, and then if you're looking to follow the USL Championship or USL League One, it's it's just the names, just in itself, um, on any of those handles. And we're making that playoff push right now for the USL Championship, so just one week remains in the regular season, and wow. uh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun uh, fun ride this season. Yep, so and of course. Of course, if people follow you, they can also see your dad and see the donkey basketball <laughs> video as well, right? Win, win, win. That's yeah. that's, oh, that's Well, thank you so much for joining us. Obviously, a member of the Energy Captain's family, as you can see. Uh, Kelsey, you're amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time on vacation to be on here with us. Yes, thank you. Absolutely. Right. Cam, with. thank you so much. Talk to you soon. Bye.